This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicide is taking it. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! I do what I do best. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. This is, of course, the podcast that has examined all 166 pre-credits minutes of Michael Mann's 1995 crime epic heat one minute at a time we have just completed the heat two book club miniseries i hope you all enjoyed that six part six bumper stacked episodes this is now the second of three episodes that we are diving into talking about fantasy casting this potential heat to flick. I have three amazing guests for you. The first up is Joshua Caldwell, filmmaker behind uh, his latest flick, Mend the Line, which stars Michael Mann alums Brian Cox and, of course, Wes Studi, my partner in crime and all things Miami Nice in the modern man horny campfire. Katie Walsh is back talking to me. She's been so excited. We've been chomping at the bit on our Patreon-sponsored Discord about heat fan casting so this is the first one where we're actually sharing and finally connor o'donnell who i reined in in our original conversation in the heat 2 book club also is back and we've got a bumper episode for you so before we get started thank you so much to everyone for listening thank you for your ongoing support check out oneheatminute.com for all of our shows if you've got anything that you want to mail us about it's mail at oneheatminute.com and uh We are nearing the end. We're trying to get to 200. 200 episodes of One Heat Minute. And I think we may close the door. We've got a couple of final folk who want to come on and and, and guest. And then we're going to close the feed down. It will be a succinct 200 episodes. And we'll, uh, we'll pump the brakes on conversations about heat. Until maybe. Who knows if this movie ever exists. But uh, let's, let's dive in. Let's talk to some friends and imagine a world where it does. You know who I thought? Okay, well, here's a question. Are we trying to get close? Like, are we trying to be in the same world? Like, are you going to cast a guy who's not Italian as Vincent Hanna? You know, I'm, okay, or I'm you... okay. I'm okay with, I mean, look, the, the example that I say, there's two examples that I love. Robert De Niro, obviously, at the time, we didn't know Robert De Niro was Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was just a great, right. young, up-and-coming actor playing the role vacated by Marlon Brando. <laughs> like, right, right. That is the scariest <laughs> fucking prospect. Like the That's why Robert De Niro almost like for life gained his career yeah. because it's like, who would be mad enough to do that? Actually, I'm going to give a right. third example. The other one is The Joker After Jack. Like okay. Heath taking yes, the yes. Joker after Jack and people being like, there's no way you can do better than Jack. Jack, iconic. I mean, now it feels like in the post-Dark Knight world, it's like Heath Ledger's the Joker. Like people have forgotten. But like not from 1989 to 2008, it was unconscionable that any other human being could be the Joker on the big screen because Jack did it. And once Jack yeah. did it, it's like no one else. 
Um, so there's that. And then I would just say, look at Moonlight. It's a triptych. They cast three different kids. You could totally have had the first two kids be played by the same kid if you really wanted to. Right. Um, but they went, no, Barry Jenkins made the great choice of like, I will get their essence. And I think it can totally be done. So I'm not necessarily wedded to a, an ethnic background, but you need someone, especially for Hannah, you need someone who is not tall. They have to be quite diminutive and yet they have to have bluster. Like yeah. his whole MO is disorientating potential marks by aggressively berating them and saying the same, using the same techniques. And so you have to have someone who has the confidence that can do that. So in my mind, so I'm not necessarily wedded, but if you think that it's ethnicity is important, I just want to hear what you have to say. Cause I've, I've, I've had my say. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it is. I mean, I think that like, that's, that's a, it's a tough question. It's a, um, I, I, this is why I didn't allow you to prepare. It's too hard to, it's too hard to prepare for. Yeah. You know who, um, for some reason, the person that came to mind, if you were talking about somebody like Chris, like yes. Chehalis, be like a Miles Teller. Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? I, I don't know. Sure you do. The tempo? Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. Start counting. Five, six, seven. In four, damn it! Look at me! One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? I don't know. Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference! If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. Now, are you a rusher, or are you a dragger, or are you going to be on my fucking time? I'm going to be on your time. What does that say? Quarter note equals 215. Count me at 215. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, you know, he's kind of got that vibe to me um, that could work. Um, he's tall. He's tough. He's intense. He's tough. He's Yeah, I mean, you can see him, you know, yeah, he just kind of got a vibe, right? Like, especially some of his later stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, you're going to probably go to like, you know, who's a bigger actor or who who's the big actor right now. Um, yes. The, you know, originally when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about this and I was listening to some of your other interviews. I was like, oh, like, what about, like, if you're trying to get close to Hannah or to, to, to um, Pacino, I feel like looks wise, somebody like Milo Ventimiglia could be in yes. that same universe. Yeah, totally. Um, whether he whether he's got the I mean, I don't know if anybody has sort of that <laughs> wild aggression that Pacino does, or at least that he displays in this film. You know, that's what lit the world ablaze when Pacino's like, "Oh, just give it to Chalamet," which yeah. was a joke. I was yeah. there; everyone yeah. knew it was a joke. He then said that Harry Styles should play Bob's character because he's a song and dance man. It was a troll, and it was right. funny. So relax, all of you Chalamet heads out there. I don't know what the one heat minute audience Chalamet head crossover is, but just relax. It was a joke. Uh, he didn't yeah. actually mean that. But no, it's so hard to think of like, who are those guys? Like, who is the Pacino of our generation? And it's tough because, you know, like I said, you know, do you do it as it's, if you're doing it as it stands on its own, 
is that can you really do that? Can you really escape sort of the legacy of 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 heat? Because you know heat exists. The better question is to ask somebody that's never seen heat. You know, yeah. oh, who do you cast as like a or you know this guy and this guy? Um, well, my my question to you is because you 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 know as a filmmaker and casting. Do you think, or is it a feeling in the community? And I know this is like just an off the wall thing, but it's like, could there ever be a world where like, because he's the right age that mm -hmm. like a Leo DiCaprio would want to do Neil McCauley because Bob played mm. Neil McCauley. Like, is there a world that that could exist? And I don't know if I it's the so. right answer, but I also go like Michael Mann making heat which is such a big, important movie to a lot of people, maybe a lot of people that are currently working in the industry. And also the, the, the challenge, the shot, do you want a shot at doing Bob? Do you want a shot yeah. at it? Like, I mean, just to throw this out there, if you have anybody, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, and it's a little bit of a lazy answer because you already said it, but what if you put, you put DiCaprio as Neil up against Christian Bale as Hannah? I can't do it, Dan. And if I can't do it, you shouldn't do it either. They say discretion is the better part of valor. If you think you have an obligation to me or to the railroad, I assure you, you do not. I am releasing you. It's just you left, Dan. Just you and your boy. Maybe he's right, Pa. Maybe we should go home. What did Doc Potter give his life for, William? McElroy. Little red ants on a hill. I'll pay the 200, Dan, right now, and you can walk away. Well, this whole riot has been nagging on me. That's what the government gave me for my leg. $198.36, and the funny thing is that when you think about it, which I have been lately, was they weren't paying me to walk away. They were paying me so they could walk away. Don't muddy the past and the present, Dan. No, 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 wait. I'm seeing the world the way it is. If you take them to the train, Pa, I'm going with you. No. Mr. Butterfield's going to take you home. I mean, Bale's got the like, you know, Bale. American Psycho. He's got craziness. It. Yeah, he's Bale is. Now, wouldn't that be a sexy and appetizing film poster? <laughs> wouldn't yeah. that be an appetizing? Those two guys, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, because here's and the man thing, like, loves though... Bale. Man oh, loves yeah. Bale. I know he's it's really. Like... I mean, I think Adam Driver will be great, but it's too bad. Bale dropped out of the, the Ferrari movie. Yeah, like he loves Bale. I think that, uh, I mean, the look, like as far as one-to-one, -one, they're not, yeah. he's not a massive guy. Like he's not 5'8", right. he's, he's but he's not 6'3". He's 6'. I've also, yeah, I've also never seen Bale play a cop. Like play like a... A straight right? cop. He... Yeah, oh, well, other than, um, he plays an FBI Lizzie. agent, obviously he plays Melvin Purvis, but that's right, about the but closest. That's... Yeah, that's not and like it's a much more of a detective. It's it's a button up. It's a very yeah. buttoned up role. Like he, everything's very 
very together. Yeah, but like he, he, I mean, he's got the, the ability based yeah. on his resume to sort of explode outward a little bit more, you know, but I, I think like it's, it's a lazy answer because part of it too, is I know man, man's going to go for the top. I mean, when he went to Pacino and De Niro to do heat, they were, they're here. They're at the top of their, you know, well, uh, also if I you're making if... a three hour movie, you're in the contemporary stuff. environment that is going to be international. That is yeah. obviously based off of IP and it's the, now it's a New York times bestseller. That's what happens with New York times bestsellers. They shop them around to huge actors. Yeah. And to, in a way, I mean, man's going to get his pick, you know? Um, yeah. And that, that's the like, thing. It's like, he will go for those big guys. Like I imagine he has to have the conversation with them first. The producers will be yeah. like, if you don't go to Leo for Bob, you're nuts right. because they would like they were months away from working each other with each other on the aviator months yeah yeah and man yeah. said no i can't and he gave it to yeah. smarty and so that's you know the rest is history um yeah but i feel like i don't know i feel like that that's a good that's a god it would be a fun dialogue because then mm -hmm. D D dicaprio who knows bob and they've worked together now a few times and he'd be like yeah this just felt right. Like do the, you know, to carry on the heat legacy and yeah. play that. The, uh, the other interesting name for, for McCulty could be like uh, Josh Brolin. 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, today I'd have to say be people. Uh, it's a resource they don't have to cultivate or process. And if they don't make it across. They can pay it across again at three times the price of a kilo. How would you define terrorism? Mr. Graber. I think that's your job, sir. That's a pick. Right? Yeah. Josh Brolin. One tough mofo. Especially as a younger Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there isn't an older Neil, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but, you know. like the, the Neil of this age, trimming down, getting a little bit more slight and lean. Yeah. And just. Give him the goatee. Give him the goatee. The slick the hair. Yeah. It plays. I mean, he's again movie star. You know, he's got the he's got the bones as a as a you know guy that can carry weapons and be believable. He's got yes. that. You know, he's for for yeah for uh, for Neil. He's got that closed off, quiet, very stoic sort of feel to him. You know, yes. Um, whereas you'd want the wild card to be to be. Uh, that's what I. Know, that's for, I think a lens we haven't added. Like uh, with some of the fans I've been talking to, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. It's like. There's a community of people out there that man is a casting agent is going to go and give this to the biggest actors they possibly can. Yeah. And I just wonder in the community, if the actors themselves are like, have an affinity for heat. And I'm sure many of them do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure well, it's like, I mean, do. listen, yeah. When you, and well, not, not just that, but working with man. I mean, when you talk about, when you have like Jamie Foxx talking about going to the school, you know, the, the filmmaking school of Michael Mann, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, okay, we're going to spend a whole year just robbing banks. <laughs> you know going after drug cartels we're gonna like, find we're like, gonna you know. finance this movie by ro robbing a real cartel <laughs> you know, like. yeah exactly exactly listen you know that because i mean you got to up the whole colin farrell like going on the fake drug bust you know thing yeah. but you know i can only imagine as an actor like the what you get out of um that process has just got to be amazing but you also have to be a, an actor that's willing to do it a lot of actors don't you know yes. they don't want to spend that long doing it um, but Michael's did, such a force, you know, who did you have in mind for Wardell? 
I feel like Wardell Ooh. just just because I've, I've I've been like Zapruder filming his descriptions and the the, the yeah, major. Yeah, I heard you mention that in your other podcast, the, and I the, the major the major thing that I have is that he's he's tall. He's bigger yeah. than Neil and Vincent, like physically. Is he supposed to be younger? I think young? he's a little bit younger than Vincent in 88, but he's yeah. big. Yeah. And so you mentioned a name before, which I like, which I'll share with you in a moment, but I'm keen to hear if there's anyone that you've come up with that you're like, oh, that would be, that would be fun. You know, I, uh, the funny part is I pictured him. It's weird because I, I pictured when I was reading the book, I, I pictured less actors and I pictured more like what they ended up looking like. But like I pictured as him as kind of like this bigger kind of gross looking dude. Um, but. Um, like, could you go with somebody like Vincent D'Onofrio or something? He's too old, but like yeah. this not not slick. He's not Neil. No. You know, he's he's. um you know, I imagine him as he's probably overweight, probably doesn't take care of himself because he's like shit. Um, but he's got to be really, really fucking scary because that's the one thing we didn't talk about. It's like the fact that like Wardell, I think, is a great villain because he's a villain that gets away with shit throughout the entirety of the book. Yes. And he just, especially at the end of this section, section four, when he gets away with the car, you're just like, oh, I want Chris and you know to be <laughs> Mike to be pulling up as he pulls away. Yeah, you um, wanted to drive around a corner and there's Michael Torito with a pump action shotgun just like yeah, laying exactly. him to waste. But but, but the fact that he raises those emotions in you, I think is great. I think that's what makes him a really satisfying but ultimately aggravating villain, which I think is what you want. That would have um, to that would have to ugly him up, but I'm like I am on the Adam Driver train for Wardell. Mm, like going full oh, psychopath, yeah. like obviously maybe put on a bit of weight, you know, like um like a little bit more of um, uh, Logan's Lucky. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Weight bit, level. And, yeah. A bit more weight, just less showering, more being disgusting and just threatening and malevolent. Like I yeah. have like that. I feel like that would, that could and would play. Yeah. You know who else has kind of got an interesting look would be somebody like, but you don't have, you, listen. Any of these guys, you'd have to ugly up. Yeah. But somebody like Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Why not? You can imagine him being really sinister and yes. like you know, kind of really scary. Um. God, Mendo's got to be in the conversation then. Who? Ben, ben Mendelsohn is Wardell. All right. You sure? Guess who am I? Uncle Pope. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ben Mendelssohn's played some really disgusting and deplorable yeah. psychopaths, like, you know, Animal Kingdom number one, but like even in um, Killing Them Softly, like he plays, the, yeah. like he's, just, he's dripping, he's gross, it's awful. Even in the show, Bloodline. He yes, was, he was pretty gross and nasty in Bloodline. Um, you know, it'd be interesting because it would be so different for him uh, if you went, you know, if you went to like Michael Shannon. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah, 
He'd be fun he's, to work with Michael Mann, you know, see him on the press tour just wearing Hawaiian shorts and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because the thing is, I think like, you know, in a way what what makes him scary or you know, Otis scary is like, I think it's just his like, I don't give a fuck, you know, attitude. Um, it's less, I, he's definitely bigger as he's described, but I don't think he has to be. I mean, I think he's got to be a presence. Yeah, that, that's, that's just, I, I, that's just I, I, an attitude in a lot of cases, you know. Abs- absolutely, I'm I'm just more thinking if there's ever, you know, because there's a couple of sequences where Vincent and and Otis are sort of similarly in the same scene and they're not quite together, and then similarly with Neil and Otis and they're not quite together, yeah. and then the crescendo of the book is that, and I just I I want to see that big actor like in the frame feel like he's scary as a physical threat, because unlike Wayne Grove, who's kind of small. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the big difference with Wardell is that he's got all this malevolence and violence and hair trigger, and he's clearly a psychopath, but the size of his yeah. is kind of everything. You know, you, another great, another great actor uh, would be like Cole Hauser. Sorry, right, let him out. Get up. Up the trunk. Oye, man, aquí. Hurry up. Where's the rest of it? The other car? Another car. Where's the other car? On its way. On the way, huh? Yeah. Here's your money. So you know nothing about the agents that stole my jet. The funny thing is, is I only told one person about the airstrip. Yes. Who's, um, yeah, you know, for him. Because he's got that balance of like, because I remember Wardell kind of being a little, like initially there's a little bit of a like, um, not attraction, there's a little bit of a like, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's um, like a touch of suaveness. Yes. That very quickly turns into violence, you know? Yes. And like, so you almost have that person that's like got a little bit of that. Like, you know, I mean, Cole as Rip in Yellowstone, like he's not only a guy that like you love, but then like he will flip on a dime and like <laughs> kill you, you know? He might, um, he might, he might not be able to do time outside of the Taylor Sheridan universe. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> is in, the, in the Yellowstone orbit, it's like, We'll, we'll, so Taylor Mike, yeah. Yeah, we'll Taylor yeah. rent him to Mike. Yeah, we'll Taylor rent him to Michael Mann for <laughs> yeah. a year. <laughs> that 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 needs to happen. There needs to be a bit of a conversation there. For you, looking at the scape, the scope and scale of this book, do you think you'd want to? See, would you want the movie version, or would yeah. you want to see Man go full like nah. limited series? I want the movie. The only the except movie? the only thing I'm accepting as a limited series. Someone gave me this idea of like a two night TV event where it's like two hours right. and two hours that you could totally okay. put on in a theater. Yeah. That people can go watch. You're going to watch this four hour thing. There's an intermission or there's like whatever, or if you want to suck it up, it's like three and a half hours long or whatever. Yeah. And it's like two hour and 45 minute, like movies length segments split wherever you decide that you're going to do the split. But uh, that's the only thing I'll accept. I don't want a limited series. Cause I think just like you said, there's so much of this book and that's not to say that it's not essential, but there's just so much of this book 
that when Michael Mann paints with the brush yeah. of his aesthetic, that just disappears. A lot. It does, yeah, it doesn't need to be in here. It just doesn't need to be there. Like, it's like, I don't need to talk about this. I can see this. I don't need to talk about every individual that's on a street and the patterns of bikes riding past buildings, casing joints. I can see it. It's going to take me yeah, 10 yeah. seconds in the movie to see it or like 20 seconds and it's done. It's, I just yeah. feel like this is a man who I can personally attest to can do a lot with a minute of yeah, cinema, yeah. Oh. a lot. And so I just feel like I want to see him paint the canvas. It's like, do you know how many times in my life? And I'm sure you're the same, Josh. I've watched Godfather part three. It's a three hour, 20 minute movie. It, yeah. it moves. Yeah. It's yeah. Blistering. And it happens yeah. over two huge time spans and even several years in those time spans. Yeah. And it's, it just moves to this conclusion. Then it ends in a flashback. Right. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, it can be done. I know that the, the yardstick is that it can be done in one of the greatest movies ever made, but yeah. it can be done. And Michael Mann's a filmmaker of that caliber. It's like, give him the means he has the proof of concept. It's the book. He has the proof yeah. of concept of the audience. It's a New York Times bestseller, number one, basically bestselling book, I think this year. I don't think there's yeah. another book that's bigger. And so it's like, there's an audience. He has the text. If you want to see and get a sense for how the book moves, how it plays, to even like go through and go, oh, this will cost X amount. Like you just do the rough math. Go read the yeah. book. I'll tell you how much yeah. each section costs. You know, yeah. like uh, as far as like a production for that sort of thing, you know, there's he's well, and and I'd like to think that obviously he's been thinking about it for forever, right? Yes. And so I I'd like to think that even his execution of the movie will be a very distinct execution versus the book. Yes, I'd like I'd like to think that they approach. You know, he's smart, and and he approached the book to say what best works in the book, what best works in book form to yes. tell the story. But that may not equate in movie form, you know, like, um, you know, and so he probably how he's intercutting, how he's telling these stories, what elements of the stories he's telling. Obviously, it's got to be cut down anyway, but I'd like to think that he's got an idea for how he wants to execute it as, as a film, especially because there's this giant section right in the middle that is already made into a film, you know, so how he's sort of maneuvering all that. I'm sure he's been thinking about it for a long time. Hell, and, I'll take uh, I'll take a prequel, a prequel and a sequel if he wants to do that too. Yeah, look, I'm I'm just like if he I I would I just love the ambition of trying to do it as this big period film, double double part, like not double part, but like big period film movie, putting it all out there. And I just feel like it's an epic scale that we don't get to see enough. And he's yeah. doing it pretty grounded, like. Shooting in Seattle del Este in Paraguay or Haiti for Paraguay, whatever the case may be, is probably going to be pretty damn cheap. It's not going to cost them a yeah. lot to shoot in that section other than to get all the actors down there to do it. Yeah. Mex anywhere on the Mexi um, Mexicali border can double for whatever they're shooting. Even other yeah. parts of South America, they could just take the whole thing down there and do it and do a couple of pickups near towns, but it's like a, essentially a desert. You're going to go shoot in yeah. a desert. It could be that could be one of the desert places, the old ranches they've used in like, you know, TV show Westerns, they could find somewhere to do that. And then it's, 
the tougher hang is like go and find a, a borough in Chicago, which they can still do a lot of stuff, but there's a hell of a lot of interiors that happen there. So you could do that a hell of a lot of that on the soundstage. And then some of it you're doing on the Chicago streets in, in, in yeah. specific areas that you're doing, but some other places in the States can double for Chicago at night, um, especially a suburban Chicago at night from the 1980s. And it's just yeah. like, I, I feel like so much of it will just melt away. Yeah. You know, like one, yeah, no, absolutely. Like it'll, it, whole whole segments might go no we just don't have time for that and and i can do it better i can be more inventive if i chunk all of this subtext into this one moment you know and yeah and just think of all the things that are going through vincent hannah's head when he's driving down the freeway to go see neil and i'm like that's all it needs it just needs neil right. like in a car like you know you, you have that 20 seconds yeah like, the force you know. marker like dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. like it's <laughs> there it's, it's like there's 10 seconds bang finished you know yeah. you don't um, so I think it, I think it can melt away and I think there's always better to leave some parts of the book not mentioned or not explicitly talked to just conveyed in movement and action. And, but yeah, I would, I would love and relish a film because just seeing it on the big screen, there's nothing like seeing heat on the big screen. When you see heat oh, on yeah. the big screen, it's like, yeah, all those times I watched it at home, they sucked like, with the greatest yeah. respect. Yeah, they, yeah. They weren't, they weren't <laughs> as fun. They weren't as fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> okay, no one agrees with me, but I have been riding hard for Alessandro Nivola to play Vincent Hanna. Tell me you love me. picked up some colored taxi driver, had to rough him up a little. These morons think we killed him. It spread around the Central Ward that way. They broke windows up and down Belmont Avenue. They're throwing bricks and bottles at us. We got two officers had to go to the hospital. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is funny? Sure. Yes. I think he's the right age. Because he's like 50 and he, um, I think he reads a little bit younger or he could read a little bit younger. I'm like kind of weirdly obsessed with the age thing, which is like so challenging, I think, yes. at this point in time. It's like this impossible casting question because it's like you have to play 88 and 2000 yes. and also like be in some realm of relationship to the 1995 casting. Um, so I, here's the thing. I think Vincent Hanna is fundamentally campy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he's also erotic and he's also operatic, right? Like he's like heightened <laughs> constantly. And, um, he has to like have sex appeal and be tough. And, um, uh, I These think... are important conversations that Katie and I have <laughs> usually off air, which yeah. is good. Um, so you need all of these things. These, these, you need him to be like, you need him to express eroticism and operatic qualities 
And I think I, I it's not that I've seen Alessandro Nivola do this. It's just that I think that he has the capacity to do yeah. it. Yeah. And um because I think he understands humor and camp, especially in one of my favorite movies, which is Neon Demon. Yeah. And it's he's not doing a Vincent Hanna in Neon Demon, but he gets the sort he's in of the, he's in the bullpark in Neon he's Demon. He's like in the, sure. the winking, like he's I find him so funny in Neon Demon. But I think that he could get to that like, blah, 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 like kind of <laughs> like weird, great ass, like um, uh, kind of tonal uh, wackiness. I think, you know, I don't want him to do Pacino, but I think he could do the Vincent Hanna thing, which is like over the top, but also still gravelly. So anyway, right. Alessandro Nivola is my pick. Also an Italian-American king. So <laughs> <laughs> Katie just did the hands. Okay, for Chris, man, this has been truly uh plaguing me many, for months. <laughs> many a Discord message on One Heat Minute Productions has been dedicated to Chris. So I, many fucking people have given options. I know. Uh, this is the I, official one heat minute endorsed one though. So this is, you know, I'm I mean, really, I like, I'm really high on, I'm really high on Alessandro Nivola. Okay. I, and you know I, what? I, if he does get cast, we actually, we, we are friends of friends of Alessandro Nivola. So he might be able to come on the show. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, he, they, they have to give us credit. <laughs> He's cast. Um, Okay, so I am really torn between two choices for Chris. And also, when I think of Chris, I think psychopathic surfer, which is what they talk about in the book. Um, so I'm trying to erase Val Kilmer from my mind. And we can't, and there's no, there's no more Patrick Swayze. I really, I really thought about Patrick Swayze too. Oh my God. Um, I was just like, got that same Val Kilmer quality, right? Like of the guy who could just kind of do anything funny. Yeah. Funny, funny hot, serious, hot, yes. Act, action, um, yeah, and uh, and to melt the our two favorite worlds, Heat and Point Break together would just I be know, divine, divine. Um, I think I'm I'm torn between Glenn Powell mm. and Austin Butler. Yes, I think Austin Butler, if he can do the toughness, the psychoness of Chris. Um, I think he would be great. First of all, he's tall. I think we need a tall Chris, just yes. in my opinion. <laughs> um, uh, he's blonde. I think if he could rough himself up a little bit, I think he could could do it. And I I, I think he has the ability to do he's that. Glenn that. is a little too like prep school for me, but I think he's great. Yeah, pal's <laughs> good. Pal's good. I'm really interested with your Austin Butler because some of the things. This is going to sound so pervy, but perfect for us. Um, he has, he's got a great mouth. Yes, he you does. Know? He has a beautiful mouth. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. But like, that's what Val Kilmer has. He has a beautiful mm, yes. mouth and he's yes. very expressive. And it's all about like, that's why like Iceman, the whole, like the great memeable Arr. scene of him. Yeah. Like doing the chomp. I'm like, he, Austin Butler has that that about him that mouth like he could just snap his teeth and be like in someone's face and i think if you've seen once upon a time in hollywood the guy knows how to play a fucking psycho
Can I help you? Shit. How many other people are here? Oh, just the one sleeping in the back there. Go get him and bring him into the living room. What if he says no? Don't take no for an answer. You're the one with the knife. Get him in here! Hey. You are real, right? I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. Like True. you can yes, eat. yes. A and so psycho and hot. If you're like hot psycho, it's like he's got both on his resume. Elvis, you know, all those things. He's he's definitely got it. So I love that as a choice. It's a I'm I'm a bit right or die for Glenn Powell, but I love that. Who do you who in the hell do you see playing Neil? Oh, this I can't I haven't even basically even touched this oh, because God. Who can do it? And this is the problem that I'm running into, which is that I don't think there are enough actors who are tough. Can I can I make a suggestion that is so yes, on brand as you as you wear a Miami nice, beautiful Kate Gabriel design shirt, and <laughs> yes. I wear the Miami Vice crew T-shirt that you were so lovely to buy me. Um, uh, sorry, a hat as you love to buy me because we've got the shirts. Thank you, Joseph Sai, our legend, um, who got them for us. Wouldn't it be great to see Colin mm. as Robert, Colin doing Neil, the hotness yeah. quotient of the movie with Navola and Austin uh. Butler slash Glenn oh, Powell, God. and then oh, and then Jesus. Colin Farrell. It's like, ladies, <laughs> we'll buy a ticket. <laughs> I will buy ten of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, Neil is bedeviling me, bedeviling me, bedeviling me, bedeviling me. But yeah. um, you it's know, hard. When, it's hard. Marissa I... on our our um, Discord suggested Michael Zegan for mm. Hannah. I almost would go Neil. Yeah, what's cool is that with whoever you cast as Hannah, you can almost equally make the argument that there's a Neil casting there. It's like. Colin Farrell, I genuinely think he worked with Pacino in The Recruit. He's really at the peak of his powers right now. He could do a Pacino or a De Niro, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, Colin he's Farrell of, could do him. He's one of the he's one of the rare commodities that could actually do both and yeah, could do it all. And it's like he's so rare in that regard because it's like who the hell would you even name? It's like, well, you know what. Who's worked with Michael Mann? I think Colin Farrell is there. I'm just like, it's other than that, it's really tough. Have you thought about Wardell? Someone mentioned David Harbour. And I think that's a good choice. He's tall. Yeah. I think I he's like a, kind of the obvious choice at this point. You know, again, sometimes you look in the Michael Mann wheelhouse and you're like, who, who in who in this movie is gonna get recast? Yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna be back? I thought about that as well for Chris. And I was I was thinking Hemi. I was thinking Hemsworth. The reactor in China, I heard about, but it's like in soy futures. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, I didn't know any of this. We, we don't get a lot of new news in here. The U.S. government would like your technical advice on this. In exchange for that, we're going to furlough you. Right out of here. You sign that on the last page, and we'll get you processed. You'll wear an ankle bracelet and be accompanied by a U.S. Marshal. Your computer access will be restricted. If you want to study the whole document, you can go right ahead. I can come back in a month or two. I'm done. You didn't sign it. Yeah, why would I sign it? Why? Because of the generosity of the assistant U.S. attorney in granting you a furlough. Both you and the assistant U.S. attorney to take that document up your ass. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I insulted you. What are you sorry for? I'm not sorry. Don't think you're going to... Hey, you want to raise me up out of here, solve your trade exchange dilemma, and I get furloughed for a couple of weeks? You kidding me? You have any idea how much progress you're going to make on a strike this complex without someone like me? Zero. This isn't a negotiation. Well, I just made it one. You want me to pass this upstairs. My assistance results in the identification and the apprehension of the guy you're after. I want you to commute my sentence. I come up empty and toss my ass back in the can. Those are the terms. Guarded. Interview's over. Because he's got the height and the blonde, but I think he's too sweet. Yeah, he's not a psycho. No, he couldn't do that. So I, I was he like, hasn't got I, but shark I just eyes. He hasn't got shark eyes. Yeah, yeah, he needs shark eyes. So like physically, I was like, is it Hemsworth? But then I don't think he has the quality. I'm gonna send you an IMDb link in the chat. This is my choice for Sharito, young Sharito. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> He's kind. I I saw this guy. Jack His name is Bandera. Jack Bandera. He I saw him in this movie, The Silent Twins. And he's really good. And he is like this kind of young-ish, like not as well-known actor, but he's got I the like eyes him. and he he's does tough. Have the eyes. I think he could do, I think he could do Shirito. That's a banger, Katie. He's yeah. fantastic. Oh my um, God. So uh, it is fun. And then I was like, who's going to play um, Mike Kelty Williamson? And I'm like, it's just going to be Mike Kelty Williamson. The man get is it, ageless. Yeah, in the back. <laughs> Well, that's, he's immortal. <laughs> like that, he's like one of the only guys. I really want to see that. I really, and it's also, you know, I, I just really want to see, I really want to see some someone from the original Heat cast come back. And it's like, Wes Studi's a little bit older now. Um, to yeah. Casals and and yeah. So I'm going to 
I'm, I'm now I'm going to share you my 110% pick. This is my like, I, and I'm going to do the IMDB chat, uh, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, uh, uh, IMDB link, uh, sending it to you in the chat because I want you to see this. He was in a terrific series. He did a fantastic turn in this series. He's now got his own series that's out. And I'm like, if this guy's not Casals, a casting agent didn't work hard enough. Oh, oh my God. Zahn McLarnan. Zahn I love, I love him. I love him too. I, I just, I'm like that guy, the minute I saw him, I'm like, this guy feels like Wes, like felt like Wes yeah. studio to me. I'm like, he is so good. And he's so, and he's great. He's just like a great actor. He, and he shows up in everything. Yes. You're so right. You're so like right. That's Casals has to be. Yeah. I, do you think, and this is my theory and what I think they should do the prologue of the book. So to dive all the way back to the prologue, the prologue of the book feels like, you know, obviously it's scenes from heat, right? It's heat in just it's heat in summary and over a few pages, essentially it's like what everything that happens in heat. And I almost feel like in some ways they should recreate even just augmented versions of scenes that have the actors that they're using in heat Two to redo certain scenes or moments so that when they're kind of flashing back to things we've seen before, it's just the slightly, it's the other angle. It's the other option for that scene so that we get those guys doing that. Cause I feel like it'll reorient you really nicely in the movie when you see all the characters of who they're meant to be playing. Cause if you're familiar yeah. with heat, you can kind of go like, this is how we're doing the continuity. Cause I know that man's like, I'm not doing de-aging. It's not happening. I'm casting. Oh God, that'd be awful yeah yes. no i'd rather work. see him just like cast a bunch of different people yes um wait i have one more question for you who yes. is your charlene oh this is almost this is almost impossible oh. it's impossible i was thinking i mean so huh. okay either margot robbie yeah she's or samara weaving <laughs> the twins the twins <laughs> The Australian twins. Yeah, yeah, they're so great. I I'm I'm trying to think because Ashley Judd has this amazing dark featured quality. And I know this might be off the beaten track and it might just purely be thirst. But <laughs> hey, bring it, it on. We thirst. <laughs> could it not be Aubrey Plaza? I see when I think of Charlene in the book, I think it's older. You know, She's older. Yeah. Cause, cause uh, yes, I think Aubrey Plaza would be great. And, and also like to see her, like she was blonde at the Gotham Awards. So yeah, like yeah. she can pull it off. Um, I just, I, I think of her being like from North Dakota or wherever she's from. And, and this girl who's sexy. Like I just, I have to be just say she has to serve body. Okay, yes. Charlene, because she's in Vegas, she's a escort in Vegas, and there's that moment where she walks through, and Chris is just like all eyes on her, and she's just like a hot. She needs height, can't be petite. I think this is like she's powerful. Her body is strong. Like she needs to be just like well, a working actor on a no stick. <laughs> A, work, a working actor from North Dakota who does have height and is very attractive. Leslie Bibb is from North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, so yes. yeah, she's, she's done lots of like TV and stuff. But yeah, the Charlene one is so hard. I mean, look, 
Elisa is like, I know she's semi-retired, but like if Eva Mendez doesn't get a call, someone should be shot, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I was, yeah, she, she totally has the Elisa quality. I was also thinking Eva Longoria. Is that weird? Yeah, Eva Longoria could do it. Eva Longoria. Yeah. yeah. For but me, Eva Mendes, because if... I wanted to work more and I would love I to know. see her in a Michael Mann movie. She's, she feels like and she maybe could... Ryan Gosling should play Neil. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm I, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Right. I mean, give him something after the gray man. He deserves a paycheck. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the Eva Mendes idea. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't believe. What? I can't believe he just were like he's got a good mouth. I just <laughs> of course we were. Hey, Austin Butler, what that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You make me do this. <laughs> I don't make you do anything. This is my favorite thing. What happens is I get with you and I look in your eyes and I'm like, I can say all the things that I want to say and never say in real life. It's like you're just an enabler. I know. You're a it's big codependent. Time. It's a codependent relationship. We see each other. When Katie and I start talking, it's like uh, we get this eye, our eyebrows raised and we're like, I can say everything I want to say. There's not going to be any judgment. There will no not judgment. Be any... It's the judgment free zone. There's no kink shaming on my advice. My no. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> Fantasy cast me heat too. Let's okay. fucking right, what, go. Who are we starting with? Let's start with because we've just come out of part five in our conversation that we've recorded for the Heat 2 book club. So let's start with Chris. Okay. Um which I can say is the most impossible casting of any person. That yeah, I can and, and that's and that's saying a lot given that you also have to recast Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And Al Pacino. But I, but I think you could get <clears throat> and sorry, I'm ju- I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I I think you could get the energy of those guys without mimicking them directly and I think people would buy that, you know? Yes. Like I and I, that's that's again I think leads into just the sad thing about the Kilmer of it all is that he just is so locked in to that character and so there's a anybody I can think of I think doesn't have the patience that Val Kilmer has yeah right or at least maybe hasn't shown it yet I for one would love to see I mentioned Hemsworth I I say that mostly because he kind of looks like Kilmer so you'd get that comp a little bit. He's hot. Yeah. But, he's, but he, it, we don't need him so small. He needs to go back to like no, no, but I, I and, yeah. and he's a, I think a talented enough actor that I could, that's, I think that I'd, tracks. I'd, yeah. I'd go with that and that's fine. That feels like the easier answer, it's less easy answer, but still, I think kind of easy given his, you know, high, higher profile now would be Glenn Powell. Yeah. Um, a lot of Glenn Powell love here. And I would say I'm a big fan of him and, uh, I've, you know, from everybody wants some, like oh, right God. from so that moment, he, you're so like, great. I like this guy. Who's yeah, the, this guy, dude. Dude was born to be a movie star. Yeah. Um, 
I do think here's a question, and maybe this is something I just missed in the description. Does Chris no longer has the like the ponytail, right? So he's got shorter hair. And I think because I do still think this like is crucial this. to the casting. Like yeah. you need somebody who can pull off. He's got shorter ponytail. hair when he's when he crosses the border, he has shorter hair. And right, then I he think has it's short hair at the end. Of short the hair at the end of it, and yeah. so then he has short-ish hair. And then I would imagine ninety-five. It's growing. It's like what you know. In the parlance of you know, we when we were talking in part five, we talked about the rogue nation of it all. It's like that halfway yeah. between short and long. Like he's gonna sure. have to have some hair. It's kind of like yeah. the devastation of Clay Keller, our friend, who cut his hair <laughs> after he grew it and had like Colin Farrell locks, and then cut it. And it's I'm I'm sadder about that than the sight and sound pole. Kind of like I'm like you, beautiful motherfucker. You can you fr- can you phrase it that way too, Clay Keller? Because uh, I think he would. I think that would really hammer it home. <laughs> you, you you cut your hair. You look so good. So it's that kind of like growing into that length that Colin Farrell Miami Vice like at yeah. a, at a probably maximum length. So a short ponytail. Here's a here's a question. Controversial thing maybe. Could we just give one of these parts to Colin? Connor, I, there is something here that I would say genuinely that Colin Farrell, like, you know, people who are listening to this episode have probably heard, like some people have said, you know, the best person that Colin Farrell can play is Nate. Just come in and do Nate. Like basically come and do that. I am, I am so strong on this. Colin Farrell could be a great Neil. Yes. 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 Could be a fucking phenomenal Vincent Hanna. And there are not many actors. In fact, I don't think that there are any actors in the world Mm -hmm. who could play both. And I would be totally convinced and happy because he did a tutelage under Pacino on the recruit. Like Penguin is a Robert De Niro character. Like it's like, it's like he could do the untouchables. Yeah. Yeah. He could do both. He's give you a guy who can do both. He could do both. I would be totally happy with it. I know that, you know, that, that for me, I'm like, there's only one guy who can play both of those roles that I, I think is completely fine and would not blink at. And for me, it's Colin Farrell because he's worked with man. He's worked with such amazing filmmakers. He's such a terrific actor. He's in the right age range for both those mm. guys. So yeah, we could get Colin in there for sure. Here's a question. Cause I love, I love him tremendously. So it's who do you get to replace him? Cause I do think he's a, one of the best supporting characters in a Michael Mann movie who plays Drucker. I think Michael T. Williamson, Katie Walsh. Said, <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, he's ageless. Just get Michael yeah, T. Sure. Back. Yeah. We'll just get, get some hair dye. Back. Get him back. <laughs> sure, sure. Why are we, why are we wasting time? Uh, the casting's yeah. done. Just, I, there's a, you get a lot of good Drucker in the book. It is like, of, and especially Drucker. Yeah. Part six is fantastic yeah. Drucker. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and that the the other name that I saw bandied about when the book came out for Pacino, and I get the energy, and I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to hear it, um, is Jeremy Allen White. He was the lead on that show, The Bear. Yes, he's um, fantastic, yeah. but he's too he's too young for the old Hannah. That's yeah, that's the hard part. Like the right. if this was just yeah. 88 and you know, if this was a conversation about we're going to do an eight the 88 segment yeah. which I do, which personally I don't necessarily prescribe to doing it this way. But like if you're going to do the eight this is why it's incredibly tough because I think 12 years as a man and this is what I'd say to myself like I looked at a photo like 10 years old of me. 
with sure. John Reese Davies recently. Oh, I'm I like, saw oh, that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Look at photo, Baby yeah. Blake. And I'm like, yeah. but I don't look. You don't look that much different right i mean blake you've got it seems like you've got incredible genes though you've maybe <laughs> just aged very well i you know i say this to my wife today that i tell her genuinely that she's more beautiful than ever and my friend goes no you've both got the glow up like like you've both glowed yeah. up you know and yeah. so so but i would say 12 years 10 12 years you still look the same it's not yeah it's, it's not it's not, time, it's, not sure. it's not 20 20 is sure. the stretch right it's or 30 mm. it's like the 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 span of the Irishman it's 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 really at the edges and the early edges when they have to rely so heavily on that you know digitization and the augmentation to make these guys younger that it's it's a stretch that you kind of have to cringe through for like ten minutes but then once they actually get in that twenty year bracket it's fucking plays like it's just hair and makeup and clothes and it plays yeah and the it's funny you say that not to tangent but with what helps in the irishman though is that i don't think de niro got enough credit for how well he played younger like the yeah, way he, he was behaved, really good the way he read Phys his physicality lines, he, physicality yeah, yeah yeah and some of that obviously you know people reference like the kicking the guy on the curb and whatever some of that obviously you can't you just can't hide the age or whatever but but the way he'd behave in scenes or the way he'd react to like superiors and things like that i he he did a really great job of playing younger and you have to you, you're going to need similarly you would need an actor who can do that here as well yeah i be think that to, i be think, able to play old i mean you I don't need to worry about it with bear, neil because neil's dead but yeah i, I think the know. guy from the bear is phenomenal yeah and because neil dies early you can legitimately go for someone who you know you'd have to push them to the ceiling of their age range because they he doesn't necessarily directly encounter vincent but it's also like you kind of have to have those two guys even though they're a couple of years apart in real life yeah. you have to have them looking like corollaries they have to be similar you know in their look sure. um and their attitude and and those but i uh, that guy is a young pacino like i even you know i tweeted something like i think he's got pacino dimensions you know like he just, i think that's the thing like he you know what it is it's he just seems sweaty all the time yes so I think what I see, and to your point of him maybe not be being old enough for Hannah, is like I could see him starring in a version of like Dog Day Afternoon and doing T an tomorrow. amazing job. Tomorrow, yeah, yes. doing an amazing yeah. job. Fine. Yeah. If Sidney Lumet still existed, you know that Lumet would be like, "Hello, <laughs> right? I, no, I have like I have three New York set movies that I need. Yeah, you for. absolutely. You're moving absolutely. here. He could do a Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. You oh, know, Jeremy, a hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I will say just overall that the tricky thing with the recasting is it sets things in such a different frame with characters that are so iconic that this kind of leads me to my big take about Heat 2, which is that I don't know if Michael Mann should direct this film. Wow. And my and my logic, I would love to see it. I don't get me wrong. But here's my logic for why. Because I think the to get a good obviously heat being as great as it is and to get a good heat too, or even a great heat too, if we can get it, the closest comp I would have cinematically speaking of Michael Mann would be Manhunter to silence of the lambs. Yeah. Right. And I think what helps those movies coexist as both beautiful versions of the Hannibal Lecter character specifically is that they're made by different filmmakers. Yeah, and they have completely I, different agendas. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think, and I think, granted, there's so much of man in the story, and obviously this does feel like a labor of love for him, so I'm not going to obviously be mad if he does direct it, but I do think if somebody else directed it, 
I think that would alleviate a little bit of the hard work we would have to do as fans and viewers to be like, well, that's not Al Pacino and that's not Val Kilmer. And that, you know, like- I, I actually think you're that's worse, Connor. I'd be scared because I'm like, I feel, and this is my theory that I've said privately, but we'll now share. I feel like Michael Mann had this in a script form, especially as an outline for many years and was like, give me the money to make it. And everyone's like, and time, no and time just, time just got away from it. Yeah. Basically. Like people, yeah. Or time or money or whatever. And people are like, no, we're not going to make it. Not, we're not doing a heat too. It's too big. It's this and that you can't get the actors. It'll cost too much, blah, blah, blah. Like this goes over multiple decades, you know, this, you know, yeah. whatever it's a period film in, in many respects. No, we're not going to make it. And I feel like what is one way, even in the kind of state of the industry that we are in, that you can almost guarantee that a movie is going to be made? It's like IP. So, you know, that's 100%. And so when it's not Marvel and those sorts of things that a lot of people get caught up and sort of strangle the conversation with that, it's Mm. the New York Times bestselling list. Like you go to that list and when there's a New York Times bestseller, people are like, that's a movie. And so I feel like Michael Mann's like, I'll show you, I'll write this as a book and I'll, I'll validate my theory that there is a fandom out there. And, and you know, you know, this, and I know this is like, I can tell you there's a fandom. There's no reason that I'm even on this microphone right now without heat. Right. Like it's, 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 there's a fandom out there. There is a community out there. We have the Canon has tilted that heat is almost universally agreed as one of the greatest crime films ever made and and potentially if not undeniably michael mann's best film and so you have that out there and i just feel like him going i'm that's the validation to make it and i my thing is i will go anywhere with michael mann but if it was someone else that would be even harder and like if it was no that's a fair that's a fair point there's a level of trust yeah there's a level of trust there that i can i don't know what other people would do with this dialogue like i don't know what other people would do with these settings like i'd be like yeah oh, who and that who out and there excites me who out there excites admittedly me? i i don't think i can realistically think of someone who could take it over that i would be like oh that feels okay there's right? only like, one person there's like, only one person that i think would have the clout to go on it's being made as a movie his name's chris nolan yeah, no and, right and, that and, yeah and he, he would, would pro- he would be the only one right and if he it would, was like produced by man written by like, man Directed, directed by Nolan. Yeah, that's the that's the only person that I can conceivably yeah. see out there who. And that also weirdly it. feels like the lamest choice possible. Kind it's, of like it is most lame. Un, it's like it the is. most uninteresting choice possible. <laughs> I guess that's my thing. Is like you would almost have to find somebody. And again, I'm I, I'm not saying I really want any of this to happen. I'm more so leveling it as like a maybe this right. Yeah. But you would maybe just have to find somebody who would make it look and like maybe the only way it succeeds is if it looks and feels completely different. Right. Like I think that that suits to him because the great thing about heat, it's his really last classic, like classically classicist, like as far as formalism made film. And so then when he evolves, like it's got little splashes of digital photography, et cetera. But then Mm -hmm. the, the gap between that and like Miami vice and, and, and and collateral, there are huge swings in that other direction. So I feel like he's, it's going to be the blend of those two things, which is going to be the most interesting and how he approaches it, but it'll probably look like black hat. 
it'll look like black hat it'll look like Miami yeah. Vice. it'll look like collateral like and and you know especially she, she you know contemporary chicago under under that kind of collateral lens feels sure. like super fun um i don't know how they're going to do the western element because it does feel like it's got a very you know the the part four which you know we didn't talk about but led into part five um you know ends with a huge canyon standoff it's yeah and in the bright of in the in the glowing bright of day you know uh, it's it's it feels like he's okay corral it's like, which it, it's amazing. yeah i was gonna say it's, it feels like straight from a cormac mccarthy mccarthy novel, oh yeah whole, yeah it's, Sicar- it's yeah. yeah roger deakins would eat that up you know um but the so let's let's go to so do you have a Neil in mind? Did you have anyone else in mind or are there any other actors I, that pop up? Or when you said Drucker before, we sort of squashed it with M- Michael T. Williamson, but who's the, who's uh, the, the, some of the people in your mind's eye that you've been thinking about anyone else in the heat cast? That's the thing is I, Neil, I never really thought too much about, um, because I think also he's not in a lot of the book, right? He's yes. like the third character in this yes. one, right? Uh, as opposed to the first one. Um, so I hadn't really thought about it, but but the Colin Farrell thing was the thing that sprung in my mind because yes. when you said he could, you said he could play Hannah, and I agree. I think I would rather see him as Neil. Yes. Um, because I just think he Colin Farrell knows how to really hone in on like broken tender feelings right (laughs) um it's it's all over so many of his best performances including miami vice and i feel like that's at the core of what happens to neil in this one you know like um is you're just watching someone being emotionally dismantled (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, and so i think i think feral uh you know feral to me would be the best the best man for that job and hannah's hard because you don't Hannah's is really difficult because you don't want someone. I wouldn't want someone to do a Pacino impression, but at the same time, the cadence of those, like the way the lines are written, you're like, no, it, 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 it almost has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Especially because there are certain, the things I love. What about do you the, see? What do you know? You're like, no, right, right. No, exactly. And the thing, the, one of the things I love specifically that the book brings up is Hannah uses a lot of the same isms. Yes. Um, and I kind of love it because you're like, oh, yeah, like when you say that you're full of shit, it's just part of your like tactic, right? It's part yeah. of the tools. That's not just a thing Vincent Hanna says as a normal thing. That's like a, a tool you're pulling out of the bag to like, you know, uh, aggravate a witness or something yeah. like that, right? Like, um, and that stuff I really love, but I couldn't imagine anybody saying some of those same phrases, not like Al Pacino, right? Like yeah. it just can't happen. And yet I, I don't, it's, it's hard. It feels like an impossible task the existence of heat two as a movie well um, we can only hope after ferrari that that michael mann is in immediately in pre-production like could adam driver be in this movie sure give, yeah. him, give him any give him I, any I, one of them probably. I, i've got a i've got a tip a hot tip for adam driver which is i think adam driver's wardell i think Ooh, i think adam driver okay. as a, like as kind of big because both de niro and pacino and I've seen it with my own eyes. A quite diminutive <laughs> gentleman. Yes, they're not not tall they're, fellas. They're not yeah. tall fellas. And so when yeah. some people are like, "Oh, we could get this person to play," I'm like, mm, "That guy's way too tall." Like it just it, it takes out the equilibrium. Michael T. Williamson is tall. Like Wes Studi is a shorter guy. 
you know, and, and they weren't, they were unafraid of that in the makeup of Vincent's crew. Like Vincent's a short guy yeah. and there's tall guys and, you know, Ted Levine's a taller guy and Michael T. Williams is really tall. And it's like, right. it, it wasn't one of those movies where like everyone, the, the hero had to be the tall white hat. Like they were kind of, they, they, part of Neil's allure is that he can blend in. He's not like a guy, but Wardell is big, imposing, imposing, yeah. powerful, tall, and, um, has some kind of magnetism and I would love to see Adam Driver go full psychopath for that. I'm I think sure, yeah. Could, I think he could do it. You, you know, get a little bit of like the last duel in there a little yeah. bit. Kind yes. of. Um, yeah. And his performance in Girls, which he plays a basically right. a psychopath. Right. A well. psychopath. So yeah, basically yeah, yeah. a psychopath. Because <laughs> Leonard Dunham would want to date a psychopath. So, you know, that's the <laughs> that's the that the, that's the correlation. But yeah, no, I I you know, you look back through his resume, there's plenty of guys, you know, John Ortiz is going to be in this movie. We know somewhere, you know, he'll be around. So what do we think about, uh, Anna? See, this is the one that I've had, like, I personally, um, uh, I personally think that, that what do we think about, uh, what do we think about Jessica Henwick? She was in Matrix Resurrection. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Totally. Totally. You know, but, but, but then it just depends on the chemistry. Right, and, right. And it just depends on the chemistry with whoever. But is she there. just we we mentioned this on a, a recent B side episode we recorded that she just like she's just one of those performers like the camera loves her. And yes. I think both both obviously not a, not even just physically, but she just has such charisma and she really like fills the room. Yeah. And I feel like that's the exact presence that somebody like yeah. Anna you know, probably needs. I'm down um, for that. I'm down for that, Jessica Henwick. I think that's so a, yeah. that's a good shout. Te text that to Michael. Just so you know. <laughs> well, you know, Michael, one of our main subscribers, I'm sure, will be listening <laughs> intently um, uh, to to our suggestions for this. Thank you so much for listening to the second of three Heat Two Fantasy Cast sessions. I have the amazing Josh Caldwell. I have my partner in crime, Katie Walsh, and Connor O'Donnell helping me out discussing our picks for who should be cast in heat two we have one final episode in the heat two fantasy casting and in this mini series all about heat two the heat two book club thank you so much for listening oneheatminute.com if you want to check stuff out that has links to our merchandise from the amazing kate gabrielle all of our shows and every way that you can subscribe Thank you so much for listening once again. Also, if you want to reach out to us, mail at oneheatminute.com. And don't forget, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash oneheatminute. You get to be part of a Discord family of operatives. Catch you on the next episode. One Heat Minute, just around the corner.